0: In the words of the legendary Luke Gellerman, "Hello, dog fans, and welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast. Because everything matters, uh, including uh, possible sound the firing uh, sometime relatively soon, or sound the buyout." Um, I am your host, Hooligan Seven. I'm joined tonight by F Mac, J Cap, and UWA. How's everybody doing this evening?
1: Doing well. Doing well. As well as. Yeah, as well as you can be.
2: Yeah, let
0: the heads roll.
1: All of them. Man. Well, most of them.
0: You have been judged unworthy. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll, we'll start with, uh, with beverages for the evening. Leo, we'll start with you. What do you have?
3: I am rocking the Black Raven Kitty Cat Blues because, man, the football team, the athletic department in general, kind of giving me the blues. Yuck, yuck, yuck.
0: Mm, dumb. F-Mac, what do you got?
2: Oh, i have got starting off with some red wine. I'm going to make a move, though, given the, the blues comment. Maybe just some Everclear or something. I don't know. Let's see. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not Apple Cup weekend, F-Mac. Uh, no. I'm, getting <laughs> <early>. <laughs> I'm getting started early.
2: getting started early.
0: J-Cat, what do you got?
1: uh i got some red wine as well i think i'm just gonna stick with it for now but
0: yeah yeah i I will say i I was on the red wine train earlier i had a glass of tempranillo with dinner um Mm. but i'm currently sipping because our uh professional hockey team in seattle is playing a game i currently have a small little glass of uh uh, of kraken rum uh from the attacks from seattle bottle uh, as the official sponsor of the seattle kraken and then as soon as i finish this i am working i will be moving on to a rogue pineapple party punch hazy indie Ooh. hazy india pale ale brewed with pineapple and cry j cap toasted coconut
2: <laughs> <Hey>.
0: <laughs> i don't know what we're partying for but hey we'll, we'll we'll take it um all right uh moving on to our normal segment the the dogman 67 special uh, stupid tweets hey. anybody have anything
3: I just got one in reply to my uh, silly tweet about the, the Seattle area getting an inch of rain today and is that enough to put out the dumpster fire on Mott Lake And some genius from Wazoo said, just wait until you lose the apple cup. And both J-CAP and Hooligan responded in, you know, in kind, but it was just like, you have lost eight in a row and haven't won in nine years.
1: So to much- be fair... To, to be sure, fair, we have we've looked dog yes. shit terrible all year, so I mean, if they were ever going to talk shit, this would be the time to do it, but I mean, still not a good look. We haven't won look, in almost 10 years.
3: In, in the years even that we've beaten them, they've been the better team a couple of the times. It doesn't yeah, matter that's true. It's Apple Cup. So. That's true. But
1: yeah, that's
3: they're my, that's three three my nomination.
0: Ten, yeah, they're three consecutive 10-win years when... Uh, during our student tenures, Leah, and uh, oh, for the apple cup. Pip, pip, cheerio. Um, Yeah, I don't know that I have anything that that stands out um, other than um, Wilner slash Jen Cohen's continual tweeting standing for Justin Wilcox as a potential replacement of Jimmy Lake. Uh, No.
3: He just cannot pick a lane because he's decided to go, like, okay, yeah, people who, like, want Jimmy Lake slash everybody fired, they're actually not blue and pick friends. They're pretty reasonable. And then he follows that up by saying, oh, yeah, and also I think UW should hire Justin Wilcox. No, friend. Which is Sit basically, down. like,
0: I mean, Cal's has looked a little better than ours, but the, the gap between... Justin Wilcox and Jimmy Lake, in terms of their philosophy, is I...
3: negligible. It's not far.
0: <laughs> it's not far. Um, all right, where do we want to start? Do we want to talk about what we saw from Oregon? Uh, do we want to talk about all of the fallout? I know we were all in the Twitter spaces, or, or most of us were in the Twitter spaces for a while on Monday night. Um, but for our podcast listeners that aren't on Twitter... Um, impressions from oregon thoughts takeaways from we, we we're finally we, we did get a firing john don is
1: gone sounds in a game we'll that to you
3: seven average first downs drive. in a game when you lose by 10 to the number four team in the country
0: by 10
1: and we're gifted nine points
0: yeah yep. and your average drive start position for a decent part of the first half was actually inside oregon territory yeah, like, we've talked about, like, what an average offense would do to our record. Average, not even good. Right. Just average. If we have an average offense, at worst, we're probably leading that game at the half about 17 to 3. Forcing the Ducks with Anthony Brown to throw consistently on our secondary. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It was so it was really bad. It was it, it I guess worse because I feel like the like Oregon is like their number 3 now, but um they're a very beatable team. Is even for our team who's you know, they have the talent but they're not well coached. I never felt like even at the end it's like, you know, we could potentially surprise everybody and win the game like we get against Stanford but wasn't to be, but it's like that's almost even more frustrating to know that like Yes, we lost by 10 and we were gifted nine points, but also that we were probably good enough to win that game. That's to me, that's worse. So
0: well, that I'll ever forgive the entire coaching staff for me not being able to send the tweet that I sent to the to the GC about you that if we'd won that game to tweet at Oregon football, you just lost to academic prowess. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to man. send that tweet so bad. I'm really
1: upset about that.
0: Missed
2: opportunity.
3: Right.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, overall, like my, like the, the game basically, I mean, in terms of like, if you were to press me on my prediction heading in, it would have been pretty close to what we saw. But I mean, I thought our offense would be bad, but it was spectacularly bad. I, I was thinking like, hey, our offense isn't going to do much. Their offense is going to lean on us. Our defense is eventually going to wear out. And they're going to pull away in, you know, late third, fourth quarter. Like, that's about what I thought was going to happen. Now, I didn't anticipate our defense, you know, spotting us and our offense, what they did. And that's what made it, like, spectacularly bad in terms of the performance of our offense. It was so atrocious um, that, like, you know, you shouldn't – you should have – you shouldn't have waited till the next day to fire John Don. You should have done, it like, that night. It was so bad.
3: And on a dress, too. Like, I mean, he was – he did that, like, I'm sure, like, basically it wasn't his – I mean, it had all the makings of looking like the athletic director forced him to do that because he should have done it, as we know, weeks ago. So –
2: yeah we were all there like we were we were at the i mean my breaking point was michigan and i emailed jen and you know cc you know everybody and their mom on that email um and it was like hey this guy needs to go like it was a questionable hire to begin with he has a not just a average but like a really terrible track record as an oc like people saw this coming like we need to make a change now right that was after michigan (laughs) And we limped along for God knows wh- like what reason, um, and you know finally, I mean, I I wish Oregon would have punched it in at the end. Honestly, that's how I was feeling. Like fuck us, like please punch it in. This is so bad. Like just like bullet to the head, please. <laughs> it's like my feeling. <laughs> Not pulling any punches.
0: Oh, I, I will say, I did think of a, while we're on the subject, I did just think of a stupid tweet. Shout out to all the Oregon fans that think that, that Crystal Ball was the one that ended, you know, or, or, or you know, ended Chris Peterson as a head coach. And, you know, that that they're responsible for ending Jimmy Lake. I'm like, yeah. no, dumbasses, Jimmy Lake is responsible for ending Jimmy Lake.
3: <laughs> like, did, did Oregon uh, put a gun to Jimmy did Lake? Did Oregon hire John Donovan? Did Oregon hire John Donovan? Did Oregon orchestrate the Michigan, the Michigan, the Montana loss? Oh. I mean, Oregon's responsible for some things, you know, atrocious uniforms, you know, subpar academics. That they're totally responsible for that. But in terms of our failures this year, no, they have no part in that. No, they just,
2: and they're, they're and they're, they're a good and they're a good team. They're not a great team. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like I'm... I
3: hope they make the playoffs so they get curbs boxed, oh. stopped on national TV. I hope that.
0: Nah. I want them not to make the playoffs, <laughs> and whoever they play in the bowl <laughs> game to curb stomp them anyway. You think? <laughs> yeah. Well, because well, I think they're I not think gonna they're... going to go to Salt Lake this weekend. It's Wayne. little. Whatever. Whatever happens, it's very little comfort to us,
2: honestly, because we're just such in such a terrible place, right? Okay. And you could say, oh, they'll be great if this and that. Like we, you know, hey, they deserve to talk all the shit they want because our head coach is just like a corny gas machine. <laughs> from like the very beginning with the yep. run the damn ball hat to like the academic prowess to like everything the guy does. It's like, oh, well, man. I
3: mean, I think that, you know, he absolutely started the week off really poorly with the academic prowess comment and taking an unnecessary dig at Oregon and just showing a lot of lack of maturity, lack of, you know, understanding the moment and understanding, like yeah. this, is really going to be bad for you. And actually, because he did that, he made the university president, as I said on our um, Twitter GC, he he made her sit up and listen to what he was doing. And then Saturday happened, and she was probably watching when he slapped his own player. So you know, which is you know been talked about six ways to Sunday. But um, yeah, his comment about Oregon, absolutely was his undoing in that in the long term because I think if he hadn't said that I and mean, we even if even if the slap happens, not sure it's as penalized as it is now because he made the university look really bad two times in a week nationally.
0: Yeah, well when yeah. when when a university president starts like legitimately trying to talk smack like Oregon's president did something went off the rails. Um hey and we got we we think we got Hood Husky in the house. We'll yeah. um
3: so we'll be fingers. joined
0: by his the, the dulcet tones of, of and, and vocal stylings of the right. husky in a minute. Witness,
2: um, witness protection program, husky. <laughs> <laughs> get the He's video. Get the turn the light. Turn the lights on, hood. <laughs> He's gonna
3: start changing his name as often as he does.
0: <laughs> or F Mac, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Guilty. Yeah. Um, hey, no, I I mean. We do it too. It's all in good fun. Hey, Hood, you guys. I don't have a
2: big following like you guys. It doesn't matter. People don't care if I change my name.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm out here. Late Husky today. All right. Late Husky, uh, we'll circle back. We're we're talking all things Oregon and and Fallout and all of the things things above. But uh, you sipping on anything or or have any stupid tweets to to shame?
4: No uh, stupid tweets uh, other than some of my own maybe at the beginning (laughs) of the season. But, uh, we're all guilty of those, <laughs> but uh, we're gonna leave those alone. Uh,
3: I appreciate but, the uh, cell phone, though. I appreciate the cell phone.
4: You like that? You like that? So I'll actually actually go look for a uh, a good stupid tweet for myself. But sipping on the Corona, um, I actually yes. just finished it though, so now it's water.
3: Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, just I a did. quick flash: the Husky women, Husky women's volleyball beat Stanford in a season sweep for the first time since 05.
0: So. Nice. Let's go. Nice. Um, while we're on the subject of other of Husky athletics, before we get back to the Oregon conversation, hu- I tweeted it yesterday. Huge shout-out to Coach Langley and her staff. <laughs> Haven't coached a game at the University of Washington and signed a top-ten class in the country.
3: Not- and the other... The other teams in the conference also like, I mean, as much as like obviously Coach Langley, but also Stanford, UCLA, Oregon, Oregon State, Arizona, all signed top 10 class. This is the best conference in the country for women's basketball right here. And that is why we were able to attract a big big time coach also because of our academically prowess. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, just an absolute banger of a class. Cannot wait to see those kids on Mount Lake. And uh, for anyone Who needs something to do tomorrow night? 7 p.m. tip off the Huskies take on uh, San Diego at 7 o'clock. And first time they've had a a home game with fans in uh, like two years. So uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to be probably live uh, tweeting. Super fired up about that. haven't been excited to be uh, at a women's basketball game in two years. Uh, Maybe even probably more like five because we actually have a decent women's basketball coach. So. Uh, I don't think they're on TV tomorrow, but they're probably going to be on Pac-12 network on, on streaming. So check it out. They're going to be great this year.
0: Yeah. As much as it was I, – I will say since we're talking about the academic prowess co- comment from Coach Lake, as much as it was a not a good – from an awareness standpoint, that was not the thing that he needed to shout out in a rivalry week um, for all of the Duck it's fans true. that are butthurt about that comment.
3: It is
1: true. I don't
0: care if you're part of the, you know, the same – it's, you know, association of univer- the same, you know, association of universities. The University of Washington is a better school than the University of Oregon. And fuck off if you, if you can't see that. It's not close. It's close at the end of the day. It's, it's, no. it's a top 10 public university, you know, based on, you know, depending on which, you know, which ranking, which services you'd like, just get out of here. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh back to the oregon conversation um so john don is gone i will say i'm really encouraged and really i'm looking forward to watching and listening to the game this weekend i'm not going to be able to make it um but seeing what it's going to look like with junior adams getting a shot to call the plays it sounds like there's been some pretty significant changes in terms of what we're doing scheme wise as much as can be in an in-season adjustment like that um and, you know, heck, you know, I, I never thought we'd be here, uh, but let's go, Bob. <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, how would it make look Jimmy look if we finish the season 3-0? How's that going to make Jimmy look?
4: <laughs> it, yeah, if, pretty, if pretty bad, man.
1: Terrible. Absolutely. And it's very and possible, too.
3: I think uh, the kids are probably going to be excited to, you know, because no one, no one expects the Huskies to do anything. If they're just about 20... better offensively than they have been the rest of the season. They're going to, I mean, they're going to have a chance no matter what, because ASU, you know, it's the best time to play Arizona state in Seattle is a November game when it's really wet, the best time to play them because they're not used to it for sure. So we're going to have a good chance in all three of these games. We have a good, decent chance. We should be able to compete. And, you know, house money on the, on the dogs this week. I I think that they could shock them, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised Mm -hmm. either way.
0: But I'm going to go put seven bucks on them at Stumquamme Casino.
3: Yep. It's a good choice.
0: First time it's legal to do so. So I'm doing it. Seven's a, seven's a number. Yeah, that's exactly like, again, hooligan seven. So, <laughs> this is not an accident that that dollar amount is being selected. <laughs> um, but I mean... I would also say to to add on to what Leah, what you were saying, the best time to play Arizona State is any time that anybody expects them to be good, because
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: year after which year, is,
3: which is why Washington State oh. was able to just completely annihilate them in Tempe because they were they had a, what, but they were the Cougs were like seventeen point dogs in, the, in that game, and they just caught ASU flat footed. And Arizona State had a pretty good game last week, and you know in response to that game, but. Um, you know, I have a hard time picking the Huskies outright. I just think that, you know, it's good for them to be underdogs, and they sure will. Uh, let's see how they play. Let's see how they play under uh, slightly new leadership this week, and let's we'll see how it
4: goes. Well, Harm yeah. said he was going to test that secondary, so I'm excited to see a, 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 a offense actually do it. Damn, you know. Yep. Please.
1: yep, yep. Please do it. Please do it. Please, do. please, please. They, they please. got the if it's be, for it too. Yeah, if it's going to be wet and raining in. Conditions you're not comfortable with, please throw the ball on us. I would love it. Yeah. So much.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if you actually try and test the secondary, I'm gonna put it like at least two picks. And that's not a disrespect to Jaden Daniels, who's a good quarterback, but he's he's gonna
4: kill us with his feet. Those two potential first yep. round running backs are gonna do what they gonna do. Uh so I doubt there I think that was just, you know, Herm talking trash a little bit, but I think they're just going to stick to a, run, a heavy yeah, run sure. game,
0: run with Jaden Daniels a bunch and, and they're going to kind of run the clock out. But honestly control. at this point like if we lose the game like if we lose this game, you know, 31-24 I mean, everyone's expecting it, but like if we score 24-27 points like and the offense actually looks like it can move the ball, that's an encouraging sign for th- for the rest of the year. Like I don't I can't I
4: can't I don't know if I can get excited about twenty four or twenty seven points. Like I'm I'm not saying I mean, I'm thrilled by it. Junior Adams has been Junior Adams, Peyton uh, McCollum, Scott Huff have been a part of these game plans with John Donovan. So I'm not really expecting too much different. Maybe like more receiver oriented, but that's about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, it it's it, it really is it's a it's the great unknown. <laughs> we could yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, and I know we're, we're saying, like, you know, what will happen the rest of the season, and we could go, you know, 2-1, and 3-0 and zero with, you know, this new hybrid leadership. Technically, um, it is still a one-game suspension for Coach Lake. Yeah. However, and, and if it is a one-game suspension and he comes back, I hope he takes his his a big dose of humility learned something from it and and we see a different coach like uh after this weekend however with as much in the media is writing and you know you have softy heward everyone under the sun talking about it being basically a foregone conclusion that jimmy has coached his last game at washington it would be an order of magnitude like it would be about as shocking as me being the the next athletic director to replace jen cohen Although Lee, I appreciate the shout last week. We wouldn't. I'll be more
1: qualified. More qualified.
0: I'm more qualified, but I haven't applied. Qualified. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think I'm getting that phone call. <laughs> um, have you applied? Is the question. I have not. Um, I, although I do know a little something about recruiting. <laughs> um, in any case. Um, it's going to be an interesting rest of the season from what we've talked about either in the spaces or kind of what you see in the rumor mill uh what do you think is next what do you hope for is next what are you afraid of is next uh for our football program and you know where's the where's the high end where you know where's the optimistic who are the people you you'd be excited about as our next head coach who are the people you fear as our next head coach who are the people that might like, eh, don't fear but We'll see.
3: I would just say I'm most afraid of um, kind of the, the pattern that we've seen from the athletic department. That if Jimmy Lake is in fact fired, that we're going to pursue this next head football coach with a bargain basement mentality of trying to go after an you know an unproven assistant from you know I I don't know I'm just I'm concerned that we're we're afraid to open up the pocketbook and especially mm-hmm. given um coker's thread shout out coker it was an amazing thread on finances Bingo. um we Bingo's should Thursday, be able to open up the pocketbook and decide this matters to our athletic department it sure as hell matters to the bottom line of the athletic department because it's if you spend engine. money it's the engine if you spend money you make money and if you are not committed we will find out how committed the university of washington athletic department in this next hire and Not to be defeatist, but I have almost no faith in Jen Cohen as an athletic director. And so I feel like we are going to... I mean, the Justin Wilcox rumors may be very well true. And we just lost Hooligan. I think he just died in his chair.
0: Um, I mean, we were talking about it in the pre-show. Like, other than the faux pas that... That you know that the run the damn ball the the mistakes the like like we like we talked about in spaces like has been said ad nauseum all week as a one off incident the incident with I isn't the reason that a change is made Mm-mm. it's
1: Everything.
0: the confluence of all factors and kind of a, a straw that broke the camel's back situation um but. Outside of those faux pas, Justin Wilcox and Jimmy Lake is not a big difference in terms of their philosophy and how they coach a football team. You don't say, oh, well, this was a mistake, and then hire the guy that's going to run something like that's going to have the same, a preference for an offensive philosophy that is slightly more advanced than what John Donovan brought to our program. He's
4: he's probably got more football connections, um, especially with offensive guys, because didn't he work with like Sark and them? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would think he just has more football connections, but it's still the same principle, like defensive guy who hasn't really run a program or built a program or had success. So uh, I'm looking for somebody who's shown program building uh, potential or has done it already.
0: Yep. And and I will say Hood, to, to to your point that it, it's unfortunate because of the covid year and like the circumstances of of like it could have been a very different situation if, if covid hadn't happened and we'd seen a full season last year from coach Lake. It's unfortunate, but it reality is still reality. It's
4: where the reality is
0: now, man. You, yeah, the but image of the school is just it's taken a beating. Um and then the the other piece of it is that like perhaps Noah it he wasn't he wasn't in his first year on the job like Coach Lake was when COVID happened, but per, perhaps no program in the conference lost more momentum due to the pandemic than Cal. They were kind of a sneaky pick if, if a season had happened normally based on the experience that they returned, that they could have stepped up and won the North and like under different circumstances. Could I be intrigued by a Wilcox hire? Yes. Yes where we're at right now with what you're seeing from an attendance standpoint, you need to go out and do everything you possibly can to make to make a hire that fans boosters are going to be excited about.
3: Unanimously. Yeah. yeah. I think, honestly, a little bit about the Justin Wilcox, um, you know, boosting by John Wilner is a little bit about Justin Wilcox probably wants out of Cal because Cal is not doing a Damn thing to support their athletes. They are an embarrassment, and he wants to be in a place where that supports football. So in some ways, like I would love to see him either be a DC for a couple years again and then like give him another shot. But right now, I'm just like, oh, this is a real big. Right let him do that.
0: Yep. Yeah, but but we're not in a position right now to be a to be a charity case and say, yeah, the circumstances. Shot you, you know, shot you in the foot, shot you in the ass. It was no fault of your own other than, like, the offensive philosophy thing. That's not Justin's fault, and he very well could be a great coach. And and, and I said it in a tweet this week. Like, I honestly hope that Jimmy, after the change, you know, happens, gets a shot somewhere as a defensive coordinator gets more experience gets more learning gets gets people that will you know have has a head coach that he works for that will challenge him and make him think differently. And then somewhere down the line he gets another opportunity as a head coach and kills it, I want that for Jimmy because, and I will also say you know I I want that to happen because he. It should and because there's countless opportunities you know countless coaches that have made bigger mistakes than Jimmy and have gotten second and third and fourth chances and. Regardless of what happens, because that's outside our control. I I tweeted about it. I will say a big thank you to Jimmy Lake for everything that he has done in his time at the University of, or or for so much of what he's done in his time at the University of Washington, because he has had a huge contributing hand in the success that we've had during Peterson's era, period.
4: NFL is littered with Jimmy Lake guys. Like He's literally innovated a position in the NFL as well. There's nobody yep. playing that slot or those like behind the, the
0: the line of scrimmage plays better than our DB. Huge. I, I think it's unfortunate. And I think that's the thing we've all talked about it. It's like we were so encouraged and so excited about what Jimmy could bring. And it was just, I think in in hindsight, it was like if Pete had hung on maybe another two years, three years. And, you know, even if coach Kwiatkowski, you know, quit. If Pete hangs on another two or three years, Coach Kwiatkowski probably doesn't leave to go to Texas, but Jimmy needed maybe another couple, two, three years as a coordinator, even without maybe the crutch of Kwiatkowski to maybe get some of the lessons to truly prepare him to be the head coach. Getting back to the original topic, so we're, we're obviously out on Wilcox. Um, any other names that have been rumbled, rumored, that are... Please, God, no.
4: Knows, huh? Um, the, any any I, Pac-12 assistant, I'm good.
0: <laughs> any yeah. Pac-12
4: assistant, I'm good. Yeah.
0: Honestly, any Pac-12 head coach is basically an on-starter. Like, yeah, Mario Cristobal is... A, well... Whittingham, I guess is cool, but like I, I,
4: wouldn't want to have their sloppy seconds. He like, wasn't
0: his his record as a head coach isn't that impressive.
4: Isn't that impressive?
0: Yeah, like I, I, agree with you there. Like honestly, like yeah, I mean, Cristobal is probably the chicest name of 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 the existing pack of coaches. But you talk about a culture mismatch.
1: <laughs>
0: no, I can't stand that guy. And and, I don't she, know and, who... and Mario, I'm gonna say this very loudly. If you think we're what's wrong with college football, and particularly like Washington football fans are wrong with college football, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Weird statement he made. It was
4: for like, sure. What the f- just any
0: other no's um not necessarily I mean, one of the, the ones that's constantly, you know, always kind of in our universe is 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 the new coach of the Huskies. Jim Mora, yeah. The Yukon Huskies. Um, we focus on a more yeses than noes really. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, who who wants to start with, like, top two or three people that they'd be most excited about?
2: Say well, are not- we talking? Are we talking like realistic gets? Or are we talking like hot names that every? <laughs> yeah, hot names that we'll start, every single person with, is talking about.
3: Santa yeah, we'll Claus start with list, F Mac.
0: Yeah, we'll talk Santa Claus Santa, list, and okay. then we'll talk about the realistic yeses. <laughs> okay, that's fun. Let's 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 hit the wish list. <laughs>
2: let's yes, do. let's do. F Mac,
0: who went well, hey, to Santa for?
2: Oh, my gosh! like hey, fickle come come west, <laughs> right like you you know, hood, you mentioned it like program builders, right like mm-hmm. you know that's 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 who he is, right like program builder, like someone who can who can take something that's you know average and just build and build and build um, and he's even like he's gonna be putting dudes in the league this year too, like mm-hmm. I mean Sounds he's better. you know. Man, I love so, like, he, he's going to – but the problem is, that, you know, there's competition he's going to be on. He's he's not just on our list, right? He's a hot name. Yeah. So I, there's others out there. I'll let other people cover him. But that's, that's one that's – yeah.
3: Um, the coach from Iowa State, Matt like, is it Matt Campbell? Matt Campbell. He's my yep. number one. But I'm sure, like, we we cannot afford him. There's – I – We can afford I will, him. I mean, we can. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can afford him. Our athletic director will not open the pocket pocketbook that wide for something that's not alcohol, and we
4: know that. It's so. Oh! Got her. I think. Got I her. think she feels that know. pressure, though. I think she feels that she pressure, does. and like maybe her job depends on this next hire. And you know, so what I got
3: damn her legacy. Well does she damn? Should
4: I got Matt Campbell? I got D- Dave Clawson from Wake Forest, and then a sneaky mm-hmm. one: Marshall's head coach Charles Huff who was okay. like a running backs coach for Bama. He's learned underneath. Okay. He's kind of the male Tucker of their kind of, of offense, maybe. Okay. So, yeah,
0: I okay. like those three names. Maybe even like Tony Elliott from Clemson. Yeah. Um, I want. To, I, I ideally would want somebody with uh, head coaching experience. And and Leah, to your point about Campbell, like I don't think it's not a matter we can't afford him. I, I think it's more of a situation. He's a, a traditionally, I think, he, or he's been historically, basically exclusively a Midwest guy and anything too. That op- yeah and anything that opens in the midwest is going to be something that um jcap how about you do you have a a different name at the top of your santa claus list
1: i mean if we're talking about santa claus list i mean you have to start with kellen moore right um we threw everything but the kitchen sink at him for offensive coordinator reportedly and he said no and uh I think that if we were able to get him as head coach, I mean, I don't think anybody would be upset about it. I I can't think of any faction of UW fans that would be mad about it because, I mean, there's always the the people that have been saying, get away from the CP tree, but he's a little bit different because he was a player. He wasn't coaching with with Chris Peterson. Exactly. He has a shit ton of NFL experience and successful NFL experience.
3: I was just going to say, like, he doesn't Necessarily look to Chris Peterson as like his mentor and god, and like I have to check with CP before I do anything.
1: DJ, Yay!
3: DJ,
0: what up? We're what talking up? Santa Claus coaches. Uh, go ahead, Leah, and then we're, we're, we'll get to we're DJ. We're just talking
3: about um, Kellen Moore and about like why he might not be influenced by Chris Peterson, and even though he is a voicey guy, he has uh, his own career completely independent of coaching underneath Chris Peterson. And so I find him to be probably different than anybody else that we currently have on staff that's coached with and for him in that, like he might take some guidance and some, like, if he were the coach, like he might bounce some ideas off CP, but he's not going to be like, Oh, Chris Peterson says I shouldn't do this. He knows he is the head coach. That is his decision. And he can, he can look to him for guidance, but ultimately it's his call. Same, same philosophy that Jen Cohen should have. For her position but she is derelict in that duty so you know she has she has a lot of, music, she of cash that. yeah cool. <laughs> she, she didn't graduate from academically prowess uh hooligans so i don't know that she can spell derelict but um anyway um so we're talking dj we're talking about uh santa claus you know list for head coaches uh, assuming that jimmy lake gets fired so that's what we're at
0: hood I want
4: to go out two two more. I will say like uh, Bill O'Brien and then maybe even like Byron Leftwich. Leftwich, I'm with you on.
1: Byron Leftwich Bill is going to be an NFL head coach yes. in two years. There's no that. point for him to come okay. here.
4: I mean, yeah, we yeah, said the same thing about being a me, you know what I mean? So maybe need some some experience real quick and then slide into it.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm i with you on Leftwich. I think it's a pipe dream even more so than, than Kellen Moore is. Um, Bill O'Brien, I. That's a very risk-reward hire. And, Rehabilitation, you right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the
1: wolf for Sark, though. <laughs> In multiple uh, ways. I'm. Sure.
0: Yeah. A trip
4: to Joey's will fix that for him. Um, no monkey business, hooligan. <laughs>
0: Um, DJ Santa Claus, who's at the top of your list, and, and I'll give mine,
5: yeah. So, I have no idea who you guys brought up or who you guys talked about, just tuned in, but yeah, Kellen Moore, he's up there for me, pretty high, if not number one. Uh, let's see, like, I don't know if I'm trying to think of guys that maybe you guys haven't, I'm sure you guys talked about Herman. No, we have not Herman yet. That's that's one that I could see. I mean, he's not number one, but he's definitely up there. Oh, who else did I write down? Uh, but yeah, yeah uh, another see. one, Bill Napier, Billy Napier from uh, okay. Louisiana.
0: Yeah, I don't. But I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a Santa Claus pipe. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. a we're realistic one.
5: About like oh, the, we're talking. will talk, oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay. We're talking about
0: like the, the, the shoot for the guy.
1: shoot for the stars type of guys that we. Basically,
0: we get another Chris Peterson.
5: Okay. Well. uh fickle from cincinnati yeah like that's i don't think we're gonna so, get him because i think if if he's gonna go somewhere he's gonna go to lsu or maybe usc or we're, something we're like that
0: not, we're not gonna then th- the factors like we could do a we could buy him out i don't think we're going to then we're with as expensive as, as his bio is yeah i don't think we have the appetite to buy him out and then pay him yeah it would take to have him as our head coach
5: yeah H- um, him in a and uh, Lane Kiffin would be my, like, what, what do you call it? Santa Claus ones that I don't think will happen,
0: but I'd love yeah. to see. Kiffin, I mean, like Squitz has talked about it and about like in our monetary, like, although I, I will say with some of the the, the names that we've seen getting, getting involved with Mott Lake Futures, it gives me at least a little bit more of a kernel for thought about that we could get serious and go, go a little heavier in terms of what we're going to be paying our next head coach. Um, My absolute pie in the sky, more Duging than DP, talking about our O-line before the season, is uh, is Coach Pete's compatriot on uh, the Fox pregame, Bob Stoops. Stoops. I would lose my ever-loving shit in the best way possible. Stoops would be just an out—like— Oh my God, how the hell did we pull that off? CP, do work, man. Recommend that, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, but that's not, that's. Yeah, CP, they're in the Montlake Futures. That's Dude, be... CP influence, but not tree. That would be just. Right. That would be the oh my God, like, and if he's got any. Bob, this is how you
4: succeed, in, and this is how you succeed mm. in the West Coast. He, Bob, I mean, oh my and, God. But,
5: has he said that he never wants to coach again or is like the kind of Chris I Peterson who's like, uh, maybe come back. We're not sure. I yeah. Yeah. That you're, I, I forgot about Stoops and I've, I've been thinking about Stoops. him the last few days, but just now oh I forgot God. about him. But yeah, that would be awesome.
0: As I said, it, it, it a GC, um, and I'm going to say this for our podcast audience just to, cause I hope they get a chuckle out of it. The amount that the ducks would shit their pants. Would would vastly exceed the amount of duck shit that has ever been deposited in Drumheller Fountain.
3: I'm concerned about Bob Stutz being a culture fit at Washington. That's my big concern.
5: Yeah, I, I can see that being a concern, but that's what your assistants are
2: for.
0: Yeah, I, it's.
5: I think I'll be fine.
0: I I I think we the the amount of times that I think we could try and thread the needle between a great football coach and a true culture fit at the University of Washington, particularly as college football migrates to probably a model that's less tied to academics, is... CPs don't grow on trees. I
5: mean, when Stoops... Did he step down like Peterson, or
0: is that how... Or did he get fired? He, he stepped. Yeah, no, he no, he didn't. He didn't get fired. Okay. He stepped down and and stepped away, um, and ele- and they elevated Riley. Um,
5: I wish we had that same situation, uh, Riley stepping in. Oh my goodness.
4: So guys do better. Ryan Day, Lincoln Rock, they do better early, mm-hmm. but you see they kind of you know start to fizzle when they don't get defensive guys. Kerry Coombs looks bad. You know Grinch looks okay, but when they start to fizzle <laughs> out, like.
0: They do, but but you can sustain.
4: Get the momentum early from from winning two, three years, and then you can sustain that. Like, Kerry Coombs ain't the guy? Shoot, o- T- uh, Ohio State could bring in Jimmy
0: Lake for D.C. next year. You know, and they yeah, rebound absolutely. right immediately. And, and, and the era that we're in in college football, we've talked about it in the GCs, um, and particularly from a fan attrition standpoint if our offense is putting on putting points on the board that's exciting like is our is our fan base gonna sit still for we're we're losing games 48 45 all the time no but when was the last time we scored 40 points against a good team
2: yeah when when we had sark as a coach <laughs> When it we when lost. we lost to Baylor like sixty four to sixty seven or something like that, and then fired was, and then fired Nick Holt. <laughs> I mean, granted, it was RG three in Baylor, but like,
0: yeah, seven hundred and seventy seven yards.
5: Yeah, that was, ins- that was insane. And you guys probably, you guys may have already talked about this, but we talked about this in spaces the other day. Like, fans want offenses; they want exciting offenses. That's how you get the fans more involved. That's how you get more fans. That's how you get some recruits looking at you. Like you're, you're going to be on TV more often. And yeah, that would be, I, I want to see us put up 40 points against good defense. It's been. When was that Baylor game? Was that like eight years ago, nine years ago? I don't, I don't that even know. That was
4: 2011. Oh,
5: 10, damn. You all DJ. <laughs> yeah, I'm old.
0: <laughs> I, I think I've told the story on the pod before, but I, I watched that game from Cheers in downtown sydney australia (laughs) um hood you haven't heard that story yeah no i was i was uh living and working at that time i was two months into my my time down in sydney um took a a morning off from work because it was the next morning uh because australia's a, a day ahead of us walked into the bar i was figuring i'd be up in the back somewhere where the find a stream and be sitting there by myself I, I was no I had my Husky gear on I had a Clocker jersey on I didn't get into the bar I had not stepped fully into the bar when I hear to my kind of forward left hey go dogs group of seven or eight Husky fans that had cl- collected and gathered like this is one of my all-time favorite Husky stories because this shit matters. I stayed in contact with some of those folks for a couple of years. Like that's one of the like 8,000 miles from Seattle. Like I said, I was expecting to be like I could do things on my own, expecting to just like have a couple of beers, watch the game, be cool. Like the the community that we all have as Husky fans is truly right. special. And we just need our department to Understand why this shit matters. International yeah, it brand. doesn't even seem hard, dude. Like, you can it's, keep a resemblance
4: uh, of this defense by retaining, you know, one or two key components of it. Uh, Malo, Harris, whatever, whoever you want to pick, one or two people, and you still get this death row D, this identity. You know, we're into you if you really look at it, you know, and you're telling me, Will Harris yeah. hasn't been responsible for de- developing these DBs either. So you keep D you keep DBs, and you can find a, you know, a, charismatic linebacker coach to develop and bring in a you know, young think... guy.
0: Muy like, we're, we're, like we're, 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 like, honestly, we could, we could build a, di- like, the people on this podcast, I'm not saying this seriously, but, I think we could probably put together a pretty damn good staff. <laughs> Did, does done. anybody remember us in the DC like, much?
2: screaming? Like in the G C we were screaming for Core Dennison. Like when PK bolted, yep. we were like wow. mm-hmm. screaming for Core Denison, right? Like it's everything that we you know, you try to find like a connection to the program, someone who's like an up and comer, like it was I mean, did we even talk yep. to the fucking guy? Like
1: Yeah, I think that was one of our first episodes when we all were talking about who who we would pick for, for D C and somebody profiled court. I mean we everybody was talking about Bringing him back, but
3: his salary at Louisville is like, like, not very high. It's probably like
1: not a football school, yeah.
3: No, fifty, bro.
4: As code DC, like easy
0: pull. Yeah, easy,
1: easy pull. Like, like we're We're serious, but Jen hasn't shown that she's serious about shit for football or basketball.
3: Alcohol, JCap. She's
1: serious about that. That's well, facts. How
3: dare you? How dare you? Yeah.
1: I guess I guess alcohol, you do drink alcohol at football games, so she is kind of serious about something related to football.
0: And as a fundraiser, like we've said, that's fine. The booze and schmooze is a big deal, and it's why I said, and it's why people that have said, like, if, if there's any way to, like, maybe have her go back to her previous capacity as a fundraiser, I it's not going to happen. It's not realistic. But she'd be good at that but it we have to prove that we're serious and like even before we get into the names of the coaches the thing that I would be really really excited to hear as we approach this search is that again Jen has delegated the responsibility to Aaron O'Connell.
3: shakalaka. No. I think that from what we witnessed in the women's basketball search is that number one, she kept it under wraps. This was probably in the works for weeks and nobody leaked it. We had no idea this chick was coming. We thought, yeah, she's probably going to go to Oklahoma. She's probably going to go to Auburn. Those are closer to where she's at. She was able to get one of the best coaches that it was available to get outside of our region. She was able to locate her and get her to Seattle. That, that person is probably absolutely more qualified to run the athletic department than Jennifer Cohen, because she has been a collegiate athlete. She was a rower at UW. She's is a that experience. a good program? A rower at UW? I don't know. It's, it's kind it's mid, right? Yeah.
2: It's mid- Winning culture? Anybody?
3: Mid. Mid. We don't that any at, they row
4: someplace? I don't know.
3: Really. Yeah. There you go. The river, if you could? I don't know. Yeah. I can't you remember. Need
2: wa- you need water for that, but right?
3: Not important. We don't um, have water here. We're not 24 water hour fitness, you know, you can go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Stationary rowing machine, yeah. That's
3: right. Ergen, oh. All oh. to say, like, so she, she was a collegiate athlete. She's worked in um, a couple of different organizations in the athletic department doing athletic director type of things. And she was able to, she was delegated to make this hire. And I... I openly, with Hooligan, you know, offline was like, I don't know, she doesn't have any, like UW knowledge, like she wasn't a basketball person. I'm not sure. And then she landed this, and like, the more I looked at Tina Langley's resume, I was like, dang, this this lady can really do work. And look at what she's at. We she has not coached a single basketball game. She has a top ten class, Light. not a single one. So this is the person that should be running the hiring search.
4: For sure. Langley is super, and she's super, like, appreciative for the opportunity, too. So, like, that should let you know the capacity of, like, your program. If you got this almost dang near legendary coach at Rice who is appreciative for this opportunity, like, like, somebody like Stoops. It's not above you. Like, stop thinking that. Stop thinking that I got to go out here and get these rehab guys or I got to have some coaching waiting that's an average guy, a tryhard. No, go after I the mean, big fish.
3: I it's mean, Tia Langley the... was asked in her opening press conference by Softy, like, because she grew up in Alabama. She was like, Were you more roll Tide or were you more War Eagle? And she won the press conference because she said, Well, I'm more go dogs than either of those schools. And I was like, Yes! Nice. That is how you win the press conference. Just a smart-ass lady to say that.
0: Fact. Just like, nailed understand it. where you yeah. are. Like, we're not small... Like, <sighs> I, I've had this... I had a very long argument with a fan this week on Twitter. Um, and And I think... Very loyal dog, and I'm not disrespecting him at all. But we need to get rid of, like this mentality of we can't have nice things or that we're this some small time program at, uh, and that Gilbertson and, and Ty and and Sark that that era was reflective about who the University of Washington is. If you look at the winning percentages of our stats, going back to Jim Owens, Jim Owens won 52.9% of his, his games as, as our head coach and tailed off significantly toward the end. Um, I believe Lam, uh, I believe DJ was, 69 or 70 percent. Lambeau was 62-ish. New was 67. Gilby was in the 30s. Ty was in the twenties. Sark was basically roughly equivalent in the modern era to Jim Owens. And then uh Pete was actually a little lower in terms of the winning percentage of, of what he did at Washington than uh than New by a, a half a percentage point or whatever. Um, but obviously new was tailing off like the 60, 60, and above is who we are. The 60 plus is who we are. And when we get hires, right, it's above 65. When you said That's, when you
4: told me that I was like, dude, like my expectations are kind of low too. like 60 plus percent winning percentage for a universe or for the majority of like the coaches in the program, like. We are a top 15 program, you know what I mean, in the history of CFP at the end of the day. Like, act like it. You got the bank for it, too. Act like
0: it. In this conference, I'm going to go on a rant here. Everybody cool with that? In this conference, there is one school that has a higher winning percentage.
5: Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, wow. rant done. <laughs> Audio.
3: I guess it's fight on. I'm mean, gonna guess.
5: Yes, ready. yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm gonna. say yeah.
4: We can finish that for him. Somebody
5: get a picture of that with him. No. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna say
3: like USC is the only football school ahead of us in any market fashion. That's the, the. I'm gonna guess that's what Hooligan's gonna say. And so we need to act like we're just as big of an alpha. As SC, because we are damn it. We in terms of in terms of not being SC, we have the budget. We just do. We need to we need to act like we are we have big boy pants on. We need to open up the pocketbook and spend like we want to win. Because it matters. We have fans that want to come, we want to enjoy ourselves, and it's just a shame that we're kind of acting like mm, we're just we're trying to be really, you know, budget conscious in this. No. You have the money. Spend
4: it. And with George K coming down the pipe, do you think USC is going to be like, oh, my God, we can't afford this. No, they're going to grab James Franklin. They're going to grab Matt Campbell. They're going to grab somebody that's going to have a ton of momentum, uh, obviously going into these new uh, uh, media rights, you know, uh, negotiations and things like that. So. You know, if we're planning on matching any of the energy that USC is probably going to bring into this new head coaching um, search as well as obviously with what, what Oregon's doing, we're going to need to step our game up or we're going to fall behind teams like, because Jed Fish look good, you know what I mean? Carl Durrell's struggling, but um, there's a lot of teams in this conference that look good. Oregon State is better better every year, so we can fall behind in the north uh, real, real easy if we, you know, don't have a great hire.
0: The other thing is, we have an advantage on USC. We are more, a more consistent and stronger revenue generator than USC. Or am I, is my audio still killed? No, oh, no, no, you're okay. straight. Yeah. We just listen. <laughs> <laughs> is that your smoke alarm again?
5: Man, I pray there's the no mir- fire the in the house. <laughs> bro,
0: I'm smoking and the weed is setting it off. <laughs> uh, like I mean, yeah, like SC has more history than we do. But we have a shit ton of history. Like the only school that comes really close to us consistently over history over history is UCLA. Is close. Stanford is there in terms of Rose Bowl appearances, but Stanford is not consistently serious about football, and neither is UCLA. But like in terms of recency, UW has a ton more recent success than UCLA. Like, we need to act, stop acting like we're small time because we're not. Let alone the market that's like, and that—that's UW's history and that's who we are. Let alone the fact of what our city is right now. Somebody else talked. I ran over.
1: <laughs> so we talked about. uh the pipe dream pie in the sky hires once everybody's a realistic hire looking like
5: disappointment that's, that's what I'm expecting
1: Justin Wilcox yeah ouch oh man please no Bob Gregory <laughs> oh no, if if they retain Bob Gregory I'll take my oh, fandom to somewhere else
5: oh man, man not
1: really yeah, he's gonna
0: be just replacement as AD
1: Oh I good fucking lord. lord!
3: I think FMAC will just, uh, you know, rage quit everything if we do that.
0: jin has got a
4: Jin, this is make or break for Jin at the end of the day. If she's gonna absolutely go out, she's gonna go out with a yeah. bang, and I just have a lot of confidence. If they're gonna fire Lake so soon, like there, there's a reason. You know what I mean? Like if they're gonna eat that yeah. money. There's a reason. You know, like she's.
1: I think She's gonna like swing it. for the fences. I feel like, and if she, if she swings and misses, then that's it. But. Yeah. I think yeah,
2: that's the best argument that it's not Wilcox is that she knows that her butt is on the line, too. Um, and so like the safe play, like she knows that, that, you know, that if it doesn't go, if it doesn't go right, it's, you know, for sure over. So I, she knows that she has to get this one right.
5: Yep.
2: For sure. I think that's, I, that's the best reason that we that we don't go after Wilcox.
3: The other thing I thought that like she uh, John Wilner might be floating this Wilcox idea, so we're like, oh, oh my God, it better not be this guy. And so whoever she does hire will look really good in comparison.
2: He's the only one I've heard say that, so I don't even know if we should be talking about Wilcox. No, like, yeah, the only one who said
3: that.
1: She fed him the Wilcox information.
0: It could or also be a test wound on her I behalf. Mean.
3: She fed him. I don't, Wilcox, know, I don't know. I do know. I don't know
1: why she would mind. do that.
2: <laughs> It seems like shooting yourself in the foot. And and somebody
4: <laughs> said earlier that it might be Justin Wilcox trying to find wiggle a way out as well to you know feeding information.
0: Yeah, I think he's really out. frustrated with. I mean, and I know blame. Oh, him, yeah. I, and like I said, I hope he he finds a great landing spot because I think he could be a very good coach. Some like he could be a, a good coach now, and he could be a very good coach down the line. But like I think, the city of Berkeley and Cal is just.
2: That's a total shit show right
0: now. I mean, like he tries to run forward and they just like, oh, here's your pulling your feet out from under you.
5: His buyout's seventeen million. If Cal fired him, I wonder what it would be if we if we like we took him and brought him here. Like we'd probably pay like five, six, I don't know, several million dollars, and that that'd be ridiculous on top of just hiring him. But yeah, his buyout's insane.
2: If Cal fired him, okay
5: then what is will then what is Willer so, smoking
2: somebody yeah somebody tell wilner to wake up
4: or setting off this smoke detector that's what he's smoking
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yeah you're hearing the bullshit alarm in the back go off that's what it is <laughs> yeah
0: um all right in terms of like we, we, we've kind of done our pie in the sky uh FMAC, do you want to go with in terms of who basically realistic but an optimistic or somebody you'd be excited by
2: I would not. I would not hate Herman as a bounce back head coach, offensive minded. If we could keep intact some like our defense, I wouldn't hate Herman as a as a as a next hire.
0: Dude's got near seventy percent winning seventy percent winning percentage yeah. for the head coach, and he's five and zero in bowl games. Look at.
2: I mean, look at what he did at Texas. Like his his worst was seven and five. Um, I think they. I. Looking at like what he did, I was I think they pulled the plug a little bit early on that and I get it, like it's Texas, like that's you know you know, it's that's that's the nature of having a job like that, but
0: I wouldn't hate Herman. I wouldn't hate it. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it either. I, I, I do think there would probably be In terms of realistic
2: options, there's definitely people that excite me more, for sure.
0: Oh but absolutely. if
2: we're talking realistic options, I don't I don't hate that at all.
0: I don't I don't either I think that's really exciting from an offensive standpoint um, I think there would probably be a, a, a significant discussion about sideline behavior
1: it, it, based, is but exactly.
0: based based
2: upon what like I mean hey we <laughs> based upon <laughs> or you know, the Oregon game like mr. Well, Pre- yeah. preaching composure all week no sure
1: <laughs> the, the Texas versus West Virginia game I think is what yeah. hooligan's <laughs> talking about.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what
3: I'm talking about. Um I'm can someone catch me up on that?
0: There's a.
1: You see, there will be a gif file.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: the situation: somebody was talking trash, and then he just like. It
2: yeah, was
1: Baker. Right. It was Baker. No, <laughs> no, no. It was it was it was Drew Locke against West Virginia. Oh, that's right. That's right. No, Mizzou. So he, Drew yeah. Locke from Mizzou.
2: That's right. So he was like doing his Drew Locke impersonation. That's right.
0: It was basically a, uh, uh I don't remember the character's name from The Water Boy. <laughs> but Bobby Boucher? No, not Bobby Boucher. The <laughs> like the the deep swamp Cajun ghost. who couldn't talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Leah, how about you? Realistic. Not necessarily a pie in the sky, but.
3: I don't, I haven't really thought realistic. I've just been, I've been so, I've been so caught up in um, the extremes of like, I'm not, I'm expecting so little from Jen Cohen based on just what she's done in her own personal hires. I mean, she had the good sense to obviously uh, assign someone to manage the women's basketball search, but um, but yeah, I just, uh, you know, this is this is too important probably for her to assign this hire to anyone but herself, and it kind of looks her, it makes her look weak if she doesn't. Frankly, um, so I just more than anything, I just hope that she just does her homework and that she isn't swayed entirely by Chris Peterson because he is not the athletic director; she is, and the only person who will be judged on this hire is her, not him. Her.
0: So, and listen to, and I will say, listen to the guys that are getting involved with Montlake futures. Yep. Like if they're putting big money on the line, you need to give them a, a, a voice. Like you need my, to listen to them.
3: My only, my only hope is that we just keep our five-star quarterback happy and we get someone in with a, with a pretty baller offense. Because we obviously we need to keep Sam. We need to keep our wide receivers. We have a great receiving core. So that would be my, whoever that is. Um somebody realistic that can that has a pretty good offensive playbook that's that's who I want I don't know who that is. I've, I've, like I get I've, I've been like so caught up in like high end and like oh bargain shopping that I haven't really looked at who we have realistically able to get. so
5: I forgot who said it, if it was a crop or something else, but yeah, do whatever Damon Heward wants. Uh, I mean, as far as like what it comes to the players and like playing yeah. Sam, whatever it takes. To make Sam happy and keep
0: him on the team. Like, I mean and, and from a pie like we talked about in the pie in the sky, but is there a greater fit for Sam Hewer than Kellen Moore? Left handed quarterback no. that can slice and dice a defense and, and Sam's just got more arm talent, like Um
2: I don't think I don't think Kellen Moore is pie in the sky. Like I don't as a as a head coach opportunity I don't think that's pie in the sky. I think that's, okay. I think that's something that might, that he might be he excited about. He he's from
0: what? Washington.
3: Why yeah, he's from, he's, he's from
2: Prosser, he's, yeah.
3: Why do people think he's so unattainable? Like, like, tell me about that. Like, why would we be-
2: Well, we, we, we went hard at him for OC. Because we
1: don't, well, we don't trust Jen to spend the money to, to get him. And, and he could he, be a
2: head coach,
5: NFL head coach. Head coach. Head Next year
1: yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. his first year as an offensive coordinator, is it not? Second. I think that second okay, okay. Yeah. but either way I think he's he's got some time
4: I'm on that he's he's, he's very young still if the enemy don't have a job yeah. he, he's not getting one either right now like Brady yeah. don't have one and Joe Brady had an expl- like a innovative offense you know so yeah
0: the enemy I, there's been some rumblings that the enemy had some transgressionary issues that were a concern but it's also I would also argue that the sh- I mean, we, we could have an entire pod about the, the shit that the NFL takes seriously and makes it yep. to and then the things that they don't, and all of the factors that play into that. That's a different conversation. J Cap, how about you? Uh, realistic, excited about hire?
1: Uh, realistic, excited about hire. Um, DJ mentioned earlier when he hopped on Billy Napier uh i think that's a realistic hire i think that's a hire that we we could make from louisiana um we talk about a guy that has has built a program he i watched spent a little bit of time watching some of of louisiana this year after the oregon game just kind of talking to other people about who might be available and I like his creativity. Uh, the run game looked a little bit interesting, for sure, comparatively to what we've been seeing from John Donovan. So, uh, I think. Uh, well, I guess, to be fair, anything's been creative comparatively to John Donovan. But, um, yeah, I think I think Billy Napier would would be a, a good fit for us.
0: Hood, you got? Uh, how about you, Hood? Any anybody? Um, you?
4: I think uh, like. What I'm looking at is I'm looking at Jay Norvell at Nevada. I think that's somebody who's shown that he could not only build a program but have a great offense. Um, and he's currently only making 625 as an HC. So, I mean, not only can you kind of bargain ball, but you could also get somebody who's got a proven track record. You know, and you can go crazy on the staff as far as spending is concerned. So, that's my mm-hmm. my my guy right there,
2: Jay Norvell. All right, F Mac. Can't he do push ups in an interview though? That's the question.
3: That sold Oops. in on uh, on Hopkins, so that's like the deal sealer.
2: I think sorry, I, I missed the topic. Are we back or I thought I kicked it off with Herman? Yeah,
0: he did. Yeah, he did. Oh yeah, that's right. You, you yeah. did. Sorry about that. Uh, DJ did you did you go or
5: Yeah, so I'm gonna answer your question in like two different ways uh one so mine would be herman uh same as f mac that mm-hmm. to answer your question straight up because you asked one that kind of realistic that i would still be excited about but the two that i would be kind of if i were to if i were to guess right now who it would be i think it would either be someone like jay norvell which i wouldn't really be that excited about to be honest I mean, there could be worse hires. but uh, And then the other one is a, a name that I can't really pronounce, but it's Kalen uh, De- DeBoer, is that you, from Fresno State? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's another one. So those two, if I were to guess, those are, one of those two would be our hires. And the De- DeBoer, that's how you pronounce his name, Fresno State, I'd probably like more. Uh, he, I think he was at like San Diego, no, not San Diego, but South Dakota State, one of those Dakota schools. I think he was prior and he absolutely killed it there. So he has a good track record. I'll just, I'm just worried about recruiting with those two coaches. Mm -hmm. And so I would, I would want somebody that's had some experience, whether as a coordinator or head coach, Well, probably not head coach, but as a coordinator in the sec, because they know how to recruit, they know how important it is. And so Mm -hmm. I would want someone that has, that's coached there in some capacity, if it's not Kellen Moore or, like, Bob Stoops. But, you know, they, they know how to recruit there in the South.
4: Think about relationships, though. Like, uh, re- uh, recruiting is all about relationships, and you bring in an SEC guy up into a territory that he's not had before versus Norvell or DeBoer, who actually recruit California significantly, recruit the the lower-level G5 guys on the teams where they want that P5 guy, but they can't get him. You know, but they got a great relationship with that head coach, so I think it's that plays point. plays really, really good into like picking up Nevada's coach or Fresno State's coaches from pipeline, so mm-hmm. or
0: accessible to the West. No, I think that's a great point.
5: I was gonna I was gonna say something uh, against what you said, but you you answered because I was gonna say they don't they don't recruit those guys, but you kind of are. Uh, Rebutted what I was gonna say by saying like they still have the content. You know, you
4: offer you offer the five star and he's like, Yeah, that's Fresno State though. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, then you, but then you grab the D end who is a high level G five, low level P five guy, you know. Or, yeah, you know.
5: Makes so. sense. Yeah. yeah.
4: Those two I have Juco ties up. too, so
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the one that I would be I think is reasonable for us. And is I, I think I I definitely could get on board with, with Tom Herman. Um, the other one for me is Dave Glosson at Wake Forest. If you can win at Wake, like, yes, he doesn't have, he does not have West Coast ties. But if you put the right assistant staff together that has established mm. relationships, you keep the right pieces of our current staff, say Scott off Akaika Malo, Will Harris, and, and then supplement that, like, If you could, like, he's got positive, like, I I definitely trust, uh, you know, um, P-Dog 206, Andrew Percival, his his evals. He's got positive grades at both Bowling Green and at Wake Forest. If you can win, if you can have a double-digit season at Wake, you can coach, period. Offense puts up, like, puts up points. Yes, the offense. Um,
4: And he's an older guy, too. So he, he has nothing to prove, no machismo, or, I mean, they all got, machi- you know, egos, but they he's do. an older guy,
0: you know. But it's also, it's a school that's got a little bit more of, like, wakes in their research triangle. It's a private school, so you've got a little bit more of, like, to, to go to the women's basketball example. You've got a little bit more of maybe that Tina Langley feel of somebody that's at a smaller school that's got a different culture than a... Than hiring somebody out of a Florida or a Georgia or a, you know, what have you, um, I'd be intrigued by a Dave gosson hire, but for sure, and a lot oh, would depend on the the assistant staff, but I don't yeah, think none sense. of them.
4: I don't think none of them will satisfy like. Casuals, you know, Norvell, DeBoer. No, Mark yeah, those Boston. guys won't for sure. But but that's up to us to be like, yo, <laughs> these are some solid guys, you know. Like we may, like I was telling you guys, like we're fourth, fifth, sixth fiddle in this year when it comes to coaching staff. Yeah, LSU, Penn State, USC, you know, potentially oh, yeah, Miami, but... etc. So I mean, we but, might have to go after some of these types of dudes.
0: The one thing that is that is a little bit of a difference to that, and there, I mean, and who the, the, this carousel is going to get really interesting. I've heard some. We can talk about it in the post show. I've heard some really interesting rumblings. Um, some of the things that I think where where we may not like if we're focused on college coaches, we may not fall as far down the pecking order. Is that there may be a, with a couple of these top tier top tier jobs, you could see an NFL coach take a step back. Or, you know, like take a step down from the NFL or like a a successful NFL coach that ends up like, you know, if they have an early playoff exit and based on unreasonable expectations, they end up with a college job. Um, there are yeah. programs that are historically or have kind of been known to do that. Um, and you could see like LSU could go at Joe Brady. And that's not anybody that anybody is really like, would I love Joe Brady at Washington? Yes. Oh, yeah. Is that... Anywhere in the realm of feasible possibility in my mind. No, but could he, end nice up at, but he helps at us at LS, If he lands at LSU, that's an, you know, if you're looking at the, the highlight, like the name guys from the college ranks, yep. that's a that step moves us up. up the pecking order. Yep. And particularly if we act like we should, that we like actually, yeah.
5: And also if someone like James Franklin goes from Penn state, The USC would obviously take the USC job, but then Penn State is would be higher in the pecking order, but they'll be way behind in the process because it'll be after the season, and so like maybe we already hire a coach by then.
0: So that. But I. I I, I also think there's an argument to be made that like in that situation, they know you're looking, you could, you could that either they know, or you're looking at a guy we're probably kind of discounting is probably not going to come out here anyway. A guy like a fickle yeah. or a Campbell. True. And so it actually doesn't move from our list and it could be somebody that we would look at. Yeah. Hey, side note, because you're going to talk about Wake
5: Forest. I saw something really cool about Wake Forest. I think it was last week, the week before, so their student body is like 6,000 students or something like that. Yeah. Then in their home game, they had like 5,000 or something. Like 80% of the whole student body
0: was at their home game. That's yeah, that's, that's amazing.
3: Shout nuts. out to them.
0: Yeah. My he needs to hire a good Lake. defensive staff because they gave up 51 points to <laughs> yeah. UNC. But. Yeah. Yeah. Leah, what were hey,
3: you saying? My... Oh, I was going to say my nanny, actually. She's from here, but she went to Wake. For school, and so like we will r- routinely text and like, dude, Rachel, what's going on? Like, how are you nining out? She's like, I don't know what's going on. We are we are bad at sports. This is so weird. I don't know what is life right now. So like you know, it's it's definitely a shock right. to them, and so they're super unused to it, and they're fired up. So
4: come on, Clawson, we can appreciate the football prowess over here, brother. We got you. Yeah, we academic you. prowess. Academic. academic. Come on, we <laughs> got you. Over
3: Acad- here. Academically prowess.
4: Academically. academically
5: prowess. Prowess. Yeah, and I'll say one thing. When you have. Yeah, like a top five or 10 offense in the country. For some reason, it's like almost impossible to have like the same, the flip side on on defense to be top 10. I don't know if it's because like this, they're scoring on stops the so defense on the field a lot or whatever. So it's kind of hard to have both, but you can still have a solid defense when having like a top five or 10 offense.
4: Dub is Dub is prestigious enough to have both, and, uh, to be honest with you. I don't think there's any reason why we shouldn't have whomever we want. You know, to be honest with you, like, I don't, I don't see why we shouldn't. So. Yeah. Like you had ESPN who hates us or used to hate us say that we're a better job than Oregon at the beginning of the year, which drove people crazy. But at the end of the day, like that's a independent, no, not independent too much, but independent entity telling us that, yeah, hey, we are an elite job. So act like it, man, for real.
3: Open up the pocketbook.
5: Yeah, an 18 year old kid probably said otherwise that Oregon's more elite, but we're talking about... Guys that are in 40s, 50s, not 60s, some of these guys, and they know about Washington's history, and they know that this is a better job than Oregon. I mean, hopefully it doesn't change soon, but yeah, they just got to pony up. They got to pay the big bucks. Kent State head to, coach is
3: pretty good too. I was gonna say what Penn's. St- yeah, they are. He is really good. Although I've heard that he's not leaving. That's just who? That's on the street. The James Franklin. I've heard he's not leaving.
5: Kent State. Oh. I thought you said
3: Penn
5: yeah. State. Sorry. I don't. I don't know much about Kent State coach.
4: He he's super young. I want to say maybe even the youngest uh, coach. In, in football right now, but he's done pretty well at Kent State. I think he's an offensive guy, so has a solid offense. So, and I just wanted to make some DJ ties, being weird, you know, with Kent State love. So
0: that was what I was gonna say, is because we yeah. have no history at all of having a successfully hired a head coach from Kent State that well, turned out.
3: I think that wild. Matt Campbell is from Massillon, Ohio, which is the same hometown as Don James.
5: Oh, cradle of wow. Just
3: saying, Massillon, Ohio, is famous in Husky lore.
5: I'm going to throw out one other name. Go
3: ahead. ahead. I'm
5: sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're
3: fine. Go ahead. You go ahead.
5: Uh, One other – so I want an offensive coach like you guys. You guys may have already talked about that, but I know you guys all want an offensive coach. And then you'd also want a coach that's been a head coach too, ideally, except for Kellen Moore. But the one – Guy, if we were to go outside both of those criteria, is that Dan Lenning. Lanning, the D.C. at Georgia, who's they said is like the S.C. SEC's like best recruiter. He's like won like I don't know if he won, but like or is claimed like the SEC Recruiter of the Year. And that obviously, you guys know how good that Georgia defense is. Granted, they have five stars everywhere, but still, uh, if we were to go outside those boxes.
0: That's yeah. another
1: name that they're out there. I just worry about I was just gonna say that uh Dan Lanning, I was surprised that the name didn't come up yet. I mean it was one of the guys that everyone's been talking about in, in the GCs. Um the big ones or more the pot or whoever it is, but um definitely been a name that's been out there a little bit, and I, I was surprised it took this long for him to come up.
4: <laughs> Monkin too.
1: Yeah, him too.
4: Heart of Dallas Bull. Heart of Dallas Bowl. He had some That's NFL he... players on that team, man. He recruited no, he DeAndre DeAndre Brown, like the 6'6 best receiver in the country. Uh, he had Ido Smith, That's Southern Miss, right? Yeah, yeah, well, Edo yeah. Smith, and then his quarterback was Nick Mullins.
0: Yeah, well, and, and I believe one of the receivers was Robert Davis. It, we, I think, the, or the, the there was, I think I said pretty. Somebody made a comp, uh, or I think it was actually the the TSIO guys that made a comp of when we when we signed Taj was a lot like that, the receiver that racked up a ton of yards against us in that part of Dallas Bowl. Um, would be intriguing. I'd like to see a little bit more success. I mean, he got it turned around at Southern Miss. Uh, obviously, he knows how to get it out of Georgia. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm a contrarian, but Will Muschamp, once upon a time, was also the hot, like, defensive guy from the SEC that everybody's like, oh, this guy's going to be a can't miss. And
4: um, they shake the landscape up too over here, man. Yeah it
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be a very interesting carousel, and and certainly we're gonna have a lot to uh to talk about going forward. Uh, anybody have anything else we should uh, chat about tonight, or should we wrap it?
4: Dave Chappelle skit. Wrap it up then
0: that shit up. Wrap right. <laughs> uh, it up, B! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoy uh, this hour and a half of discussion about uh, the Huskies and the coaching search. Uh, we'll be back next week, possibly multiple times. At some point, we will cover ba- uh, hoops, both men's and women's. Uh, obviously, there's a lot more to be optimistic about on the women's side of things right now, uh, which is a little bit unprecedented uh, given where the program was under Jody Wynn. Uh, hey, come but out we'll and back. support.
3: You want to see a dub? Come out and see the girls.
0: Let's we, go. We were going to find also a time to to have 5th Down College football on uh, next week, hopefully, to talk about his experience coming up here for the Washington and Oregon game and his national tour uh, going to some big time games across the country uh, throughout this season. Uh, thanks for listening, Go Dogs. We will also stay tuned, uh, whether it's from the podcast account, my account, or uh, one of my compatriots here. Stay tuned for Twitter Spaces on Saturday post game. Yeah, we get will on do spaces. that and uh, get on Spaces and, and and chop it up with us. Have a good one, Go Dogs. Go Dogs. Hire more. Dogs beat the devil. Fork the devil. Fork the devil. <laughs> and a huge. Shout out to UW Women's Basketball alum, Elise Woodward, for getting the, the fill-in call uh, for Tony Cast- Castricone. And a, and a shout out to Tony and his wife, Ferg, who are imminently expecting their first, but a huge shout out to Elise uh, for getting the play-by-play responsibilities on the next few Husky games. Uh, I, for one, like I said, have uh, I'm anxiously looking forward to a uh, an egregiously bad officiating call. Uh, and hearing what Elise has to say about it, it's a huge opportunity.
3: No holds uh, barred, done, Elise.
0: No holds barred. Let it fly. Um,
3: Pride of Eugene, Oregon. Let's go.
0: Let's let's go. It, it's it's a big opportunity, and and she's done such a great job across so many different programs that she's called, and you know, sideline reporting to being play by play for soccer, for to being color coordinate commentator for women's basketball. Big shouts to Elise. All right.